Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Oh, we're rolling. Rolling, 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 rolling. Live on a Monday podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Adam Lefko. We're going to start off like that because I like the way it sounded. I'm going to keep that in. That was good. Keep it up. Fendrick. Hey. Man, I'm liking having you here, dude. It's been a couple in a row now, right? Hey, buddy. Um, We got to start talking about the Sunday night game because it was, I I think it was better than Packers. Uh, Steelers, Cowboys, and I do think it was better than Patriots, Seahawks. I do. You know what? I think Patriots, Seahawks was a better played game. Yes, but I thought the drama in Denver, Kansas City was amazing. A sixty-two yard field goal miss, one banged off Tyree Kill doing Tyree Kill things. Yes, um, a lot of awesome things. But I left and going. I don't trust either of these teams. I left going. Man, Kansas City is going to be special with Justin Houston, but both offenses freak me out. Yeah, both off and listen. The Kansas City, as much as I like them, and they match up against some of the better de- offenses in football. I mean, their defense is not great either. I mean, that's that's something concerning to me too. I mean, what what did we say they were statistically? What are the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs? I think their defense is twenty eighth in football, which is pretty shocking. Wow, actually. would you have kicked that sixty two yard field goal? No, that was stupid. And he might miss the playoffs because of it. I was thinking, and they about are it. made for the playoffs. They are a total team. Just get in, and you can run the table. Like in Kansas the playoffs. City, Baltimore, they're, they're made, they're for, made it. for the playoffs. I was thinking about it. You know when we say like the Jets were the better team than the Patriots yesterday. Yes. The Broncos were the better team than the Chiefs. Yeah. And I wonder if there was part of him that was like, I've been the better team all day. They barely tied it up to go to overtime. I want to win this game. Return for a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. They I got think a you're safety right. return. Right. Yeah. I. I, I Mm. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll, I'll say this. I don't know how you feel about this game, and we actually haven't even had this conversation yet, but I'm already sick of the overtime rule. I'm sick of it. I've had The fact enough. that each team gets a chance. It, the unintended, yeah, the unintended consequences of this new rule change is we're going to see more tied football games. And yeah. I just don't feel like sitting up Sunday night at 1 a.m. Watch still watching. Yeah, I'm done. I don't like it. It's stupid. Uh, I don't know why they ever changed the rule in the first place. I mean – why? It, it all started what? because what? It was like one big, big name quarterback didn't get the ball in the overtime. Once. It was a little bit of that, but I think it was similar to the extra point. Why watch the extra point? It's meaningless. Why should a game to be determined by a coin toss? No, stop them. Oh, I know. There's nobody making a lot of money on the defensive side of the ball, so they shouldn't stop them. I know. Yeah. I don't know. It just annoys me a little. It's just something to. Uh, so I have interesting stats and milestones for a bunch of the games. Um, Tyree Kill, first player with a rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown, and kick return touchdown in a single game since Gale Sayers back Ooh. in 1965. That's pretty special. Um, is is he that special, Tyree Kill? I think he is. I mean, you know I've been on the train, I feel like, before anybody, really. Uh, 
I, you guys come up with who's more explosive with the ball in their hand than him right now? The name I said was Jamison Crowder. But yeah, I don't know but I don't know is. if he has that straight ahead speed that he has. But yeah, it's, it's it was funny. He was running down the field with DeAnthony Thomas, and you said he's DeAnthony Thomas, but what we hoped he would be. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. He's. Uh, I mean, look how muscular he is. You even heard Chris Collinsworth on the on the uh, telecast at one point say like, no, Andy Reid like says this guy could be like a legit running back. It's not like mm. he is. And you could see he is rocked up. He really is. And he's got a phenomenal Whoever pair of legs. Whoever the Chiefs trainer is. Look at Justin Houston's yeah. body. Well, they have one of those uniforms that you look good in your, your uniform. Like, there's some uniforms for whatever reason. Who, Who doesn't look good? Uh, the I, Browns always look small. I don't those. think the New England Patriots uniforms always do justice to those guys. Like, you, like I always told you, like if you saw Dante Hightower walk in here, you'd go, holy cow. For some reason, that color scheme makes them look a hair smaller than they actually yeah, are. Yeah, like Chris Conley even looks big, and I don't think he's that big, but he's got like big arms. <laughs> right. Another interesting stat, because Von Miller was incredible, uh, he got his 70th sack in his 83rd game. He is the fourth Fast. fastest to do that. Reggie White was first. He got 70 sacks in 57 games, which is insane. Yes. J.J. Watt, it took him 75 games. Derek Thomas, it took him 82. And Vaughn and Bruce Smith both got there at 83. Now, in the AFC West, there were two other guys that are great. Khalil Mack, he has 28 sacks in 43 games, so he's on pace to, by his 83rd game, to have 54. So he's not the pass rusher that Vaughn is. Mm-hmm. But Houston has 59 sacks in 72 games. He's on pace to have 68 by his 83rd game. So wow. he's a little off the pace. Right. Mac Houston Miller. Baller, baller, baller. Who are you taking? Oh, uh, you know, I'm going Von Miller. I, I, I still think Von Miller is the best of the group in all phases, really. Uh, and uh, now, listen, I'll say this: he's probably not as good as stopping the run. Cleo Mack's the best run stopper of that group. Okay. Um, Von Miller's the best in pass coverage. Von, that's what I was going to say. Now you start to check off all the other boxes. I'm giving Von Miller the best in pass coverage. He's the most explosive around the corner. He has the best spin move of the group. He's the best pure pass rusher. Gets the least amount of attempts out of all of them to actually rush the passer because he does drop into coverage. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, I mean. It, as much as Khalil Mack and Justin Houston are those guys, when you turn on the film, you go, oh, man, there's Khalil Mack. That's pretty – Von Miller is even, like, one notch up above that. When you just – you don't even have to look at the names, the numbers, whatever it is. You just go, man, that really fast guy who's starting yes. across the line of scrimmage before the offensive line has moved is Von Miller, and it's it jumps out at you. Houston's like carry Donald Stevenson back five yards. Khalil Mack is like a push and then a swim. Yeah. Von is – he just makes it look so easy. I mean, I don't know how he can get, like, when he comes from that left defense end position, how he can turn the corner, 300-pounder on his back, mm. and his right shoulder is literally, like, two feet from the ground. Yes. And he's going around the corner. That's, like, just such a special. Yet. He's, yeah, I mean, it's just you don't see guys like that do what he does. And he's awesome in run, the run game, too. He, yeah, he is. He's, he's very disruptive. I mean, he guarded Travis Kelsey and then Tyree Kill and then stopped the run and then gets sacked. And you're like, wow. Denver's 1-3 in the division. Uh, right now, they are not in the playoffs. Miami is currently the sixth seed. Uh, stat for Miami. They're 7-4. and four. The opponents they've beaten have a combined record of 25-53. and 53. The remaining schedule at the Ravens. Mm-hmm. They could win that. Yep. Home against the Cardinals, they could win that. Yep. At the Jets, they could win that. At Buffalo, home against New England. Will Miami be a playoff team? <sighs> Will they be a playoff team? You, I'm, have, I'm you pro- have Denver at yes. seven and four. You have Kansas City at eight and three. You have uh Pittsburgh at six and five. 
They're seven and four. Yeah. The I, I'm going to say they probably just miss out. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to put it all on their offensive line and whether they get healthy. Like, I think when that offensive line's healthy, I think they're probably one of the 10 best teams in football. Man. But um, Dallas Cow. I mean, the other thing is Dallas Cowboys, Colts, Green Bay Packers, and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, those are going to be close games, come down to the wire. Do they win those football games? I don't know. Uh, but I certainly have a lot of faith in them. And if Tunzel can get back and Pouncey can get back, which I don't even know how long they're going to be out, uh, that will be a big deal because – they're a different team when when they can run the ball the way they did when they went on that little run. Is their defense good? It is good. Yes, uh, I, I think the the thing I look at at their defense first of all. I mean, we've all been raving about Kiko Alonso to a degree yeah. lately. He's been showing up. Um, the other thing, uh, listen, their run defense like statistically not good, uh, but their defensive line creates a lot of havoc and. They don't have. They're not great at that second level. Like we're talking about Kiko Alonso, like he's like special Pro mm-hmm. Bowl material. I don't think I'm going to go that far. Uh, but as far as safeties, middle linebackers, that's where they hurt with their run defense. I don't really look at it, their D line as being an issue. Uh, New England is nine. Can and we two. give Ryan Tannehill some credit too? Because that's what I deserve. Give him some credit. I know. I just I, I just don't like it all the time. You know, he's uh, been playing phenomenal and. It's the quality of throws that he makes. I mean, how many weeks in a row have we gone, hmm, it's late in the game. Oh, wow, big-time throw down the field to Devontae Parker. Like, yeah. he's been doing that a lot. And I feel like if he throws the interception in that, that part, everybody in the national media goes, Ryan Tannehill can't play quarterback. But when he does it and performs well, nobody says anything about it. It goes to Ndamukan Sue or it goes Jay Ajaye. He doesn't get the credit. I don't understand that. Mm. Bothers me. I don't like that crap. It isn't. He is making harder throws right now too. Yes. It's not just the Landry and then yards after catch. No. It's put it up in a spot where only Devontae can get it. Now, if Devontae can get his feet down every now and then, <laughs> that would be appreciated. I think he had like two or three that were called back. Did that hurt you yesterday? Was he on your fantasy no, team yesterday? No, I gave him up. It <laughs> hurt me that I didn't have him. No, I just I love that kid. Man, I just I forgot about NFL Sundays listening to people go through their fantasy teams. <laughs> yes. It's a lot. We do it a lot. <laughs> uh, so New England survives the Jets. Oakland survives a comeback for the Panthers. Um I kind of want Oakland to not win home field advantage because I think they're better on the road. <laughs> like, I think they play harder on the road. They're better on the road. They don't lose. Like, I feel like they punish people on the road, and then at home they withstand teams. Yeah, road. the road can be a funny thing. It can be a uniting thing where you just there's less distractions. The Oakland Raiders have always been the kind of team, like, like we said on Facebook Live today, they're the Raiders. They'd like to come into your house, rob your shit. and run the hell out and make your home team not happy. So the Jets were the better team. Definitely. I'm really interested to go watch that film. Where is your concern level right now with the Patriots? Uh, It's pretty high. I mean, I think the the one thing I look about the Patriots, they're a little predictable on defense, what they do. They don't do anything creative. They do a lot of different defenses. What are you seeing them do the most? uh, I would say man-to-man more than anything. Uh, But I think the big thing is... uh, they never take anything away. That's where my issue with the. And that's what Belichick's always done. I, to me, right now, it's more of just like, uh, we're not going to take anything away, but we're not going to let them, you know, kill us with this one play or formation. It's kind of always just like, let's middle of the road, and then I'll trust my preparation for the red zone defense to not score a touchdown. But, um, yeah, I, I don't understand, like, 
what what are they as a defense? What's their what's their theme overall thesis? Is it size? Is it physicality? Is it speed? Because when I watch their starting eleven every week, I go, it's like a mismatch of speed and size. And they play a three four scheme to start a game, and you know it's Allen Branch at nose tackle and Malcolm Brown at the five technique, and then Chris Long's at the other five technique, and he's two hundred and seventy pounds. And then they wonder why somebody runs the ball for ten yards mm. right down their throat on that side of the ball. Um, so I just don't know what they are, and yeah, I would my, be a little concerned. My Patriots friends that I watched their game with yesterday were saying sarcastically the entire game this was the perfect year to trade Jamie Collins. Do they need a Jamie Collins on defense? I mean, or? Jamie Collins was the one guy, or uh, I would, yeah, I would really say he was the one guy that could make the most freakish and Chandler Jones game-changing plays. Yeah, I, I would Jones even too, put yeah. Jamie ahead of him really from that standpoint. I mean, just whether it be interceptions or. You know, the one thing people don't talk about Jamie Collins enough about is his ability to blitz. Uh, he was almost unblockable by, like, blocking linebackers. He could come off the edge and take on tackles that way, too. So he was a playmaker, even though he probably wasn't as sound yeah. as yeah. Bill liked. Uh, so the stat from that game was Tom Brady yesterday became the fifth player all time to pass for more than 60,000 yards. Yeah. Can you name the other four? Okay, 60,000 yards. Right, can I ask you this? Is Drew Brees there yet? He is. He's okay. number three. Okay, so Drew just did it. I, could, I knew he was close. All right, so uh, he did Brady, it last year. Brady, Brees, Manning. Yep, he's number one. 71,940. And Dan Marino. And then there's one more. And then John Elway. Brett Favre. Oh, my playing. gosh. How did I forget Brett Favre? Um, my, my mind never even went to Brett Favre. Yeah, so the Patriots will be interesting to watch going forward. They kind of look like they're just going through the motions these last few weeks. Yeah, I, listen, you're always going to hit a stale point during the season. I think there there is something to that um, where they're going to maybe have to readjust the way they play a little bit. The other yeah. thing that jumped out to me, and like I said, I haven't really watched the film yet, but why did they throw the ball 50 times yesterday? That's mm. not what they've been all year. So I don't, I don't really get it. And their big plays on offense come through their run game right well, now. Maybe it's because the Jets D-line is fantastic. I, I, I know the Jets D-line is really good, but like they've been able to run the ball on just about everybody. And it's not about running, like you mm. always hear me say. like Run it so you can throw it to Martellus Bennett behind David Harris for 30 yards or Chris Hogan or mm. whoever it may be. The best 1 o'clock game, I think, was Arizona-Atlanta. You thought Arizona really could have won that game. So I, I, I want to ask it. you, yeah. surprising, but two interesting stats. One... David Johnson right now has three more receiving yards than DeAndre Hopkins this season. Mm -hmm. That show, and we were watching De David Johnson. They couldn't stop him. No, but yet they went away from him because Arizona. How frustrating is Arizona as a team right now? Yeah, frustrating altogether. I mean, everything about them. I mean, first of all, this just sums up Arizona's year to me. It was the end of the half clock management when they had three timeouts with eleven seconds left and they were trying to spike the ball. Uh, that was one of the dumbest things I've seen all year. And it's Bruce Arians, they play on the edge, they live on the edge, but they've fallen off the edge a few times this year because of that, and that's mm. him. That's the, you know, the overall DNA of your head coach. Yeah, it's just sloppy. It's not detailed. It's not together. Carson Palmer's not been very good. And I'll say this, too. I've fallen into the trap as well. Arizona defense is just not as good as even I probably proclaimed last week and the weeks before because then I went into it and looked at their schedule, who they played, and I was like, yeah, 
Yeah, it is the number one defense, but damn, they haven't played a good offense all year long either, so you have to be a little wary of that. I think the NFC West is really hard to evaluate because they're really not that good. And when you look at their records, you know, when you beat up on the Rams and you beat up on the Niners, Mm -hmm. you know, what else do you got? Mm -hmm. Larry Fitzgerald yesterday became the fifth most catches all time. He passed Tim Brown. He's five behind Chris Carter. He'll pass that this year. He's six behind Marvin Harrison. He'll be third by the end of the year behind which two people? For all-time receptions. Um, okay, hold on a second. I gotta, well, one's easy. Nothing's easy right now. My mind is in One's nine. easy. One, uh, Jerry Rice, right? Okay. okay. He's 453 behind Jerry Rice, which shows you how incredible Jerry Rice is. All right, hold on. Number two in all-time Number receptions. Number two is the worst analyst on television right now. Do you know who he's talking about? I don't, I don't want to answer. All right, hold on. But number three was Marvin Harrison, you said? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So number two is the worst analyst on television right now. The worst analyst? Who would you say that is? Oh, man. I'm on a major network on a Sunday pregame show. Randy? No, he's one no, of us. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Tony Gonzalez. Oh, gosh. I would have never gone there. Tony Gonzalez on TV is like, hey, you're doing TV today. And he goes, really? <laughs> Do you need to know anything? No, I'm just going to speak in platitudes about turning the ball over and playing with energy. <laughs> I'm okay talking about it. I know you are. Um, <laughs> so I love you. I think Arizona's done. Atlanta, uh, interesting team. Do yes. You, do you still have faith in them? I do. Uh, you, to me, they have a tough schedule, kind of. Chiefs at home, at the Rams, home against the Niners, at the Panthers, and then the Saints. Yeah, they're going to be okay. Uh, I, I don't doubt. I, I mean, Atlanta's going to make the playoffs, in my opinion. Okay. That's for sure. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, what Are they, you more worried about the Saints or the Bucks if you're the Atlanta Falcons? Uh, ooh, I would probably be more worried about the Saints. Okay. Yeah, I think right now with the way they're playing, yes, and, and then your defense. But all, overall, I mean, it's a pretty favorable schedule. I think you're right, though, by saying that. Like, okay, yeah, the Rams' defense is good, but we saw what the, the advanced offenses can do to that Rams' defense. It's too predictable. Yes. They're too aggressive up front. The Saints tore that up. They can to- tear up the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. This could be a big game. Kansas City Chiefs. You think they can tear up the Chiefs? I do. Yes, the Chiefs are just too much man to man. Little too much. Yes, and uh, their offense probably won't do much. I, I I get scared of that. Now this game could be a shootout too. It could I be. Would love that. That's what I think it will be at the end of the day. Like, but I just don't see Kansas City no stopping them altogether. The one thing like, we've seen. Uh, it's just amazing everything they do, Atlanta. The pressure they keep on you throughout yes. the game offensively. It's the only thing I look at that's close to, like I said, New England or New Orleans Saints and Sean Payton. Every play, you better watch out because you don't know what's com- coming. Outside zone, inside zone, cutback run, speed reverse to Taylor Gabriel, screen to Taylor Gabriel, mm-hmm. play action pass, Julio Jones over your head, Sanu over the middle. They make you defend every square inch of the field. Uh, really quick, uh, talking about Tampa Bay, uh, they beat Seattle. Yo ho, yo ho, the Pirates late for me. Uh, this was the Seattle that we had been talking about. And, yes. And, and it, so it's, it might be a surprise to some, but we've said this all year. It's another one. I'm, I'm very excited to just see the film and where Seattle regressed on the offensive side of the football. Uh, you know, the, Seattle's defense was pretty good all day yeah. long. It's just 14 points or whatever it was. I mean, you know who won the game? Jameis Winston. And the fact that he was 21 to 28 for, what is it, 208, 210, that was smart football. That's how you beat the Seattle Seahawks. And then he made three or four big-time throws to win the game. Uh, more impressive stat, Eli Manning yesterday passed Fran Tarkenton for eighth all-time in passing yards, or Joe Thomas played his 10,000th straight snap to start his career, meaning he's never missed a snap in his entire career. I think that's more impressive. I think it's pretty I mean, the left tackle, I mean, and you're going against, like, the most freakish people on the planet. Like, yeah. Hey, uh, JP 
MVP is going to run into you at full speed 70 times today. Hope you make it out okay. We never talked about this. Washington-Dallas. Yeah. Um, Phenomenal. It was, that was a great game, too. It was. I really hate the missed field goals in the beginning of the game that mm-hmm. messed that up. Mm-hmm. But uh, Washington's offense is for real. But you need a special defense to, to handle that pounding all day from Dallas. And Washington doesn't have it. No, I don't know. Is there any team that does right now? I mean, Giants. I, guess, I guess the Giants. Giants, Giants are – it's going to be like a Giants-Cowboys NFC championship. And maybe game. Seattle. I mean, Seattle, too. Do you too. think Atlanta can hold up to it? No. Atlanta just needs to get in the, the shootout, yeah. and that's the way they're gonna, they can do it. But, I mean, you, again, it's proved our point. We've been saying it for five weeks. Dallas defense is concerning. Now, their offense has – what's going to happen that – this is what I worry about with Dallas because I'm rooting for Dallas. I really am. It's Jason Garrett. I really love Jason Garrett. I'd like to see them go win the Super yeah. Bowl. So that's, I'm just throwing that out there right God, now. that would be a travesty. I would love to see him or, like, my friend Kyle Shanahan win the Super Bowl. Either way. But – My friend. What happens when Ezekiel Elliott or Dak Prescott finally have that bad game? And they do throw an interception or two or have the fumble. I think they have had a bad game. Yeah. I, don't I think know. the first Washington game was a really bad game, if you remember, for Zeke. He yeah. had a very clutch fumble at a bad time. He had two fumbles, right? Dak had a really bad game, and Kirk's interception In the end got of, them the win. Yes. Yeah. That was early on. I, I get you. You mean, like, one at this time of the I, year? Yeah, I'm talking about this time of year, or the Lights first divisional playoff game. Like, you know, it can't always be about Dak being there's phenomenal a, and a, them dominating Cowboys the Cowboys have to game. play in Philadelphia, last mm-hmm. game of the year. That'd I could see that being an issue, because yeah. at Philly, apparently, is a different place to play. They play in New York, too, right? And the Giants game will be very big. Those divisional games are where you'll see the mistakes. Yeah. One thing about Dallas that I do, I will say, outside, inside, doesn't really matter. Their game translates to any That's surface. That's what I was thinking. When you were talking about the Chiefs and the Ravens being built for the playoffs, yeah. the Cowboys are built for playoffs, for the regular season, for the preseason, no for doubt the about Super Bowl. It. Agreed, yes. There's, 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 there's no element that's really going to ruin what they want to do game plan-wise. It doesn't matter. Uh, to wrap everything up, Monday Night Football tonight, why should my pessimistic ass, other than the fact that the Eagles are a different team at home, feel confident that Aaron Rodgers won't put on the performance of a lifetime? Well, because your defense is phenomenal, for one, and it's Jim Schwartz, and this is a team that can't run the football. Uh, I mean, you, you know the reasons. I Just stop being such a pessimistic Philadelphia idiot, okay? Come on. I don't like getting my hopes uh, up. Yeah, I, I, I fully expect you guys to win like a 26-20, something, somewhere in that range. But I have a hard time thinking that Green Bay is going to march the ball up and down the field when Jim Schwartz knows it's just going to be Aaron Rodgers dropping back. And I know their O-line's really good, but it's still Fletcher Cox and Benny Logan. And then you've got two guys on the outside that can run around with Aaron Rodgers and not let him escape the pocket. Or any of your linebackers who can really run and create havoc that way, too. Uh, and I just think offensively you'll have your way with them as well. They're in a tough spot. They are. They are. Green Bay is in a really tough spot. They've lost four in a row. Everything's crumbling. Yes. Jake Ryan, their corners are hurt. Jake Ryan not playing middle linebacker hurts their run defense. Clay Matthews really hasn't been Clay Matthews all year. Julius I know he's Peppers hurt. Peppers hasn't been Julius no. Peppers. No. So it, 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 this, is, this is it. And this is, they are, you know, you said it earlier today, they're out of the playoffs. And really, if they lose tonight, I, I, I think that pretty much solidifies Mike McCarthy's fate. Yeah, I think it's over. If they lose tonight, they don't make the playoffs. He is going to be gone this year. It is unbelievable. Right now we are heading into the final game of Week 12. Carolina, Green Bay, Arizona, Denver, 
not in the playoffs. Yep. Oh, our teams are really good last year, so we'll keep the team together and we'll be really good this year because that's what New England does every year, right? Oh, you know, no, oh no, they don't. They change their players every year. That's why they're really good. We will be keeping an updated look on the playoff seedings as it progresses Thanks, for the Chris. rest of Sorry. the year. That was good analysis. Uh, we are going to be recording on Wednesday. So I just if hate you want that. to get us on Twitter, hit us up at Sims and Lefko with questions. We got to them last week. I was very happy for that. So please tweet at us. We'll try and get them on the show that'll come out Thursday. We will preview week 13 and get ready for the playoff run. Man, it is some deep middle class right now. It's unbelievable. I, I took a clip of all the teams I think are still in the playoff hunt. It's 13 teams in the NFC and it's 12 teams in the AFC. <laughs> it's crazy. We got, I mean, unless you're Cleveland or San Francisco or Jacksonville, you're still in it. And what's crazy is when I look at the AFC and I go, oh, Baltimore and Houston are in. You know, uh, team six, seven, and eight, and nine probably could beat Baltimore and Houston, and they're not in the playoffs in the AFC. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. It is unreal. All right, fellas. Sims. Lefko. Say your catchphrase. Oh. Peace out, homies. Fedrick. Good night, everybody. Uh, okay. <laughs>